Hi, I'm Julie. I'm Laura. We're longtime friends who know a good year at Real Talk can solve almost anything. And we're transferring our skills and experiences to our new coaching practice. Whether you're making a big decision, exploring a new path, planning a project, or you just want to learn how coaching might help you, join us for our conversations on Coaching Through It. Laura, tell me about what you remember about the smell of a library. Oh, God. Um, Books that smell new, old. I will say the one I went to down in Wallyford was small. Uh, it was quaint. Uh, I knew the regular people there. Uh, I miss I miss the library, Julie. I miss the library too. Yeah. I love walking out with like a stack of books and your arms are straight and you have to like put your chin against the cellophane wrapper that they put around <laughs> book jackets. You know what I'm talking about? Like, I do. Like- <laughs> I do. I do. Ever since I was a kid, I was always competing with my mom or dad's stacks. They would come up with like a big stack like that. And I'm like, I want the same stack of books. Big love for the library. So I miss them in these pandemic times. What are you doing for your library needs these days? Lots of uh, online reading, which is hard. I'm going to, I'm going to be the one I'm going to say it. I love a book better than than the online space i think also because a book is in your face more too it's easy yeah. to like put my kindle away and pretend it like or overlook it whereas like books are there yeah i too also work formally working on some of the kindle training and and stuff for customer service um i i like kindle but i will say i like analog as well and i i do listen to some books and be, as a preview i have a library problem i had a, i have two library cards one in Seattle, one in Dallas still. Um, So I used to like listen to see as a preview or get some out digitally before. I've been trying not to buy as many books or if I do, you and I and others, like I love book swapping and saying, I'm not going to buy this. Let's let's do a little local lending library. Um, And we... Maybe we should have like a little coaching lending library out there for people out there. Really fun. Like that chain letter where it used to be like, buy a book and send it to someone random and you'll get 56 books back. I never, I never got that. I think I'd get like one. <laughs> I, was, I was on like the, uh, the CD purchasing of one cent for a hundred CDs. Oh yeah. That was another scam. Speaking of which, well, today we're, we're going to talk about what's in our coaching library and the library is uh, eclectic in many ways. They might have some digital offerings, some audio offerings and more. Julie, what, what it's on your radar for the library yeah. learning these days. So I recently just had to do a longer-ish drive. So I, I've done some podcasting uh, recently, more maybe more than I have in my regular life. I really enjoyed Brene Brown on her uh, Unlocking Us. Nope, maybe it was Dare to Lead. We can figure out which one. Anyway, uh, she interviewed Amy Cuddy, who along with another researcher whose name is Jennifer, I believe, I feel bad that I don't know her full name. We'll make sure it's linked in the show notes, uh, wrote a Washington Post article on uh, this thing called pandemic flux syndrome. And man, Mm. did it really just kind of hit home. And it it hit me home personally. It also really hit home for me, I think, when I think about where my clients, some of my clients are and what's going on. And uh, the real gist of this is the notion of, like, wow, this is taking a lot longer than everyone thought. <laughs> and uh, we're not ready to live in stress. Our bodies are not meant to live in stress for this long. And mm-hmm. how that is like affecting our ability to recoup. Um, it reminded me a little bit if you read Burnout. I read Burnout at the start of this year. 
And they talked about the need to like finish the emotional response of stress. And so it kind of had uh, elements of that going for me too. But just this, we've been here for so long and that when you are thinking about this need for change, which I am definitely Mm -hmm. feeling right now and how some of that is really from the emotional drive of like, I just don't want to be here anymore. Uh, And so you're seeing a lot of folks who are like, I need to change everything. You know, I, I need, I need a big change in my life. Uh, yeah, it was good. Yeah. I think you're, you're right. Like I think people are at breaking points of a lot of things. I have really appreciated turning to like, and I think we've talked about this, like turning to different podcasts that relate to the work we do as coaches. So less about a coaching read and more about the topics we actually coach our clients on. So a lot of it is around career transition, work, work, life, maybe life, less work. So I really like the Hello Monday podcast. Jesse Hempel uh, is a writer. It's a podcast based from LinkedIn, but they have different authors and creatives on there that talk about different things. So a recent one I heard and I'm going to, I I was really enthralled, enthralled. I bought the book was the spark type and spark. So Jonathan Fields writes a bit of bounds, like before you even do that leap, which you shouldn't just yet, don't leap to just escape and run away, but identify what's going to be more purposeful, meaningful, that really fills your cup, gets your energy going and where you're in your zone. And the, it's there's a simple, um, I'll put in the show notes, but the spark type test, you don't have to get the book even you, to get an idea of like, well, why do you find yourself like low energy at the end of the day? Or what are you not doing? Or are you doing too much of that's not in your best self and your work self? So I think, um, I think things like that are really helpful for me and my clients to identify like uh, the bigger thing besides job search roles, resume, all the little inputs. What have you looked at yourself? Like that inner reflection piece. And maybe this is a good, like how we talk about where our values and our work self aligns and talk about like life big work small. And the other podcast I like that does as well as Adam Grant's uh, work life. Mm -hmm. And I think just listen to other aspects of, is this true anymore? And I I actually uh, love the episode on emotional intelligence. It was actually one of Adam Grant's spinoff podcasts called Taken for Granted. Merv Emery comes on to talk about emotional intelligence as corporate control. So in the last 25 years, are we just using the EQ as an excuse to put people in a box or to label and categorize each other? And if you don't have this high emotional intelligence or um, uh, beyond IQ, thinking about like, Maybe you don't need to. Maybe that's just something else someone else has cooked up and that's not how we should be typing anyone into. So I've got like mixed emotions of talking about like types and assessments. The the other one that came up was the science diction. I don't really listen to this podcast all the time, but they had the original MBTI. One of the original creators of the Myers-Briggs. It was a fascinating episode and they get into this a bit more. Where they talk about the, the mother-daughter who created the Myers-Briggs in the instrumentation of what that is and how it was never really science-based. And so I, I kind of knew that from my days at my teaching first-year seminar when I students like, the MBTI is bunk. And I was like, it's one of many things. They're all just right. tools. If I'd say something, um, but uh, it was really interesting to hear the making of uh, where that came from. The rise of the Myers-Briggs chapter was around, there's two, is around Catherine and Isabel. And then the third one, third series, what is it good for? So it's a three-part series on that, which is just fascinating to me. And I 
was questioning like all the things we use instrumentation, instrumentation and tools and types. And I still like um, more around the um, interest inventory stuff because that's why I want to where people's interests lie, but asking like, where do they all come from and how do we use them and how are they used for good and evil? Evil. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other one I've really enjoyed lately that you turned me on to is How's Work with Esther Perel. Mm-hmm. So Esther Perel, a uh, fantastic psychologist, I think known for a lot of work on relationships and has shifted into, uh, it is like a one-time counseling session uh, for folks within a workspace, which is like, the first time I looked at that, I was like, oh my gosh, that is a can of worms, you know, uh, <laughs> but it is, it's, it's been really great. And I, you know, I think about even coaching in the workplace, it is not, I mean, we are not psychologists and we've talked about that previously on a show, but the coaching is around the personal side of things, you know? And so I, I like, that much like you're saying, what I'm listening to around coaching is like, how are we, what are podcast resources, books that are kind of blending that personal and workspace in there that's talking about self-development, but in a work context, you know, I'm not looking for flowery journals right now or my own, like I really want to apply it in that professional context for my own development as a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Are you reading anything? Like I, like I just started spark. So that's right. Oh, there's a book that I would recommend. I actually just bought on Kindle as we talk about Kindle or not the long game by Dory Clark. So Dory is an executive coach was a former, like did has books on reinvent and other kind of books, like around branding, like becoming or branding you or standing out. And so she was on a recent Hello Monday podcast at, with Jesse Hempel and, she, and Jesse's like, I'm going to push back on your brand versus value. But her new book called The Long Game is How to Be a Long Time Long-Term Thinker in a Short-Term World, which applies to the work we do and how everyone's kind of like, is there a long-term? I don't know what's out there. And so shifting around, uh, she has a thing around uh, strategic patience was one interesting concept of it's not saying that you're not going to get there eventually. And she has a big lofty goal as an example to write a Broadway musical in 2030. (laughs) And so it's like these incremental things like going to these classes to learn from other people, finding someone to apprentice with. Like, so it's these small steps, like, Hey, maybe one day I will have my speakeasy where we record podcasts and have storytelling like the moth. But what do we do? We have a podcast to start. We start doing like little incremental learning around distilling. I don't know. Like these are small things that you build up to the bigger thing. And it's not like everyone wants an overnight success. It takes hard work and time, people. It's not going to be right now. No, it does. That's for sure. Um, what am I reading right now? So uh, full disclosure, I have found that the way I can maintain my reading is by alternating between some fiction and some like nonfiction development books. I can't do too many uh, nonfiction books in a row, even if they topics intrigue me. I, my mm-hmm. brain's just not letting me do it right now. So what I'm currently reading is a book called The People We Meet on Vacation, which I probably found either <laughs> on Reese Witherspoon or Jenna Bush Hager's book list, because that is my main go-to for fiction books. It's great, by the way. I recommend it so far. If I'm My Kindle tells me I'm 47% through, so I feel like I have a good sense of the, of the tone <laughs> of the book. What I will start next is uh, a book by Robert Hargrove called Your First 100 Days and a New Executive Job. So uh, 
uh, it was suggested this idea of um, well, where we want to learn about coaching, also learning about like the experiences, right, of these folks. And I and I hear that for sure. And I was like, that is a really good um, call out. I do not know what it's like to be an executive. Um, mm-hmm. in a corporate sense. I know what it's like to be an executive of a house. Let's talk about that, right? <laughs> <laughs> true, true. But So I'm excited um, to look at that for sure. I support this fiction on fiction. I need to like be in the right headspace to go fiction these days easier. I could read nonfiction like that. So the one that's on my list to read that's not out yet in my library queue, I should say, is Sally Rooney's new book, Beautiful Worlds, Where Are You? Yeah. And it's kind of like a meta life. I like when an author becomes famous, but doesn't want to be famous. So it's kind of like her own little self-told for people didactic. So I'm looking forward to read, to read that. Um, the one I am reading that's nonfiction is uh, no one succeeds alone. So this one is learn everything you can from everyone you can. Uh, that's probably been my mantra for my life. And that's probably why I picked up this book by Robert Rufkin. And it's really around the idea of um, the networks and the people and the communities that you kind of cultivate and like you, you, we have choices that we can make and know that your choices and what you do won't be on your own. So any successful person, we know this has one to like a million, many army behind them. Um, so it talks about like how you can help others reach their goals um, how you give back and like put, put a hand back to help someone else get there in different ways. So I just, in a world of still isolation and foreign, like it, it for me, I, I, like we're still in pandemic and I think of it that there's other ways to give back and add to the people around you. Um, so it, I guess it is a coaching thing. We talked about group and peer coaching on the season. We're not there yet, still in works. Um, but I think it's something that I, I do think about, um, determination and who's around you to hold you up and scaffold you on the way. Yeah, no, that's great. I am excited. Uh, We'll hint at it in a couple episodes. I think a book on systemic coaching. I also have, (laughs) um, I've started kind of deep diving back into uh, my sorority days as well. So uh, I I was in a sorority in college and I continue to do work as a volunteer and am working with uh, an equity and inclusion council right now. And a book came out. So um, I'm really excited. It's called Women of Discriminating Taste, White Sororities and the Making of American Ladyhood. Now, if that doesn't make you want to like paint your toenails and drink a cocktail um, where we talk about white supremacy, I don't know what does. <laughs> I, I'm fascinated by all things. I was never part of one. So yeah. I, in contrast to Julie, who was all in, I was like, all oh, the what? Uh, yeah. So interesting. I'd love to hear that goes. I am doing that. And I've got another one um, that's coming around uh, debutantes and like the history of debutantes and societies and things like that. So um, I, I think, you know, too, something that stood out to me in coaching and why this is like relating. I mean, I jest about uh, sororities and things like that. But um, I've been really, I think, more interested in structures lately too, when I think about coaching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, when I think about the work that we do, I do, both of us really do in our daily life. It's like, man, you got to like fuck up that structure if you want to make some change too. And so um, a lot of my reading and some of my podcast listening has also been around um, or continued in that equity space too, right? Like what are, what, what influence these structures that we now have to break apart a little bit? 
agree agree with you 100 a book that i just heard about that i i don't have in my queue yet is uh one by stacy vanek smith from uh she's the indicator of planet money but it's machiavelli for women is defend your worth grow your ambition and win the workplace i think some of what you're saying it's not going to be a win for everyone depending on who you are and how you show up and where in the world and we work at a global company that like that matters too because it's not equal uh we have some not it's not a belonging issue we have inequities and we have some things that really need to be addressed at head on so i love that you're reading that um going back to coaching leaders i do think the book i haven't read that's on my shelf is the leader you want to be um amy uh jensu wrote that other book uh on the room we've talked about with muriel wilkins and this is just one on and i tried to be intentional on picking books actually leadership books written by women Mm-hmm. And women that are not white is is kind of what I was trying to look at uh, because I think that lens is really important and critical and doesn't always get represented in coaching as well. And the other um, re- the other thing I'm going to go back to is coaching real leaders. Season two is coming out. Muriel Wilkins. I need to go back and listen to season one now that we're doing more executive coaching and leadership coaching um, because it's examples of how you do that work. It's in a podcast. So there is some editing and like Esther Perel, she jumps in and says, this is where we talk about this. There's some explainers. So I love that. Um, And it pulls back the curtain of executive coaching a bit. And so I need to go back and see she models it really well, like Esther Perel. The other kind of learning that I'm thinking about from my coach learning library is the Converge 21 conference hosted by the International Coaching Federation, October 26th to 28th. So this will come out just before. And I guess I have to set out my roadmap. Uh, This is where the conference comes together. They talk about everything from science, building, coaching, practice, work, how do you develop, how do you discover. It's an online event, so I have no doubt there'll be tons of different digital materials to attend live, watch later. So this is how I'm going to dig into more around the coaching profession itself and figure out how other people in the world of coaching are doing it and network with others. I'm looking forward to digging in more. We have nothing nothing short in our library. What's in your library, friends that are listening? Yes. (laughs) So true. Always because we'll let's let's be real. We'll both always add more. So we'd love to hear it's what true. your suggestions are. Yeah. All right, Laura. Happy reading. I'll be listening. <laughs> Coaching through it. Be sure to listen to the next episode by subscribing to our podcast. We always welcome comments and questions. Send us an email at coachingthroughit at gmail.com. Until then, we'll be figuring it out on Coaching Through It.